Welcome everyone to the Daily Copepi on Unsafe Space. I am your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined by my co-host, the bad mama jamma in a hat, always smiling, frequently interrupted by dogs, Carrie Smith. Good morning, Carter. How are you doing? <laughs> I like that intro. <laughs> um, I'm doing okay. I also, like um, someone called you, uh, I think they were trying to mock you when we were being mocked, but someone said you look like Natalie Merchant or something. I'm like, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Those people didn't really know how to troll. They were like complimenting me. Someone yeah. called me Jodie Foster. I was like, I'll take it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> My favorite actresses. I'm like, oh, can you call me Brad Pitt as an insult? That <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't know how to. They didn't know uh -huh. how to troll right. <laughs> or I think they were just very young because they were using 90. They call me a 90s girl as an insult. And I was like. I'm an 80s girl, you bastard. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. I took great offense. <laughs> uh, you know, um, thanks to everyone for joining our live 100th uh, episode yesterday. So that was what it was like an hour long. It was good. <clears throat> it was chill. I wore a, a t-shirt and freaked people out. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to mention something really quick. Two things, actually. One, we have... Uh, if you haven't seen it, we had a great interview with Sal, the agorist, who is a meme lord, um, <clears throat> an anarchist meme lord. He's got some of my favorite memes come from his Twitter account. And so he talks about that a little bit. And we talk about everything from Bitcoin to agorism to uh, the art of memetic warfare. So, and probably some other stuff that I'm forgetting. So that, that one out. was really interesting. Yeah, that's one that we pre-recorded if people... Um get a chance yeah, to watch it. I actually want to get him back to, to deep dive into mimetic warfare specifically. That was a, and that was an introduction to Sal and agorism generally, I think. But um, the other thing I want to mention quickly is the woman we, the woman, the 14 year old girl, yeah, I've trained myself because of politically correct uh, police to not use the word girl. <clears throat> but in this case, I should be using the word girl because she's 14. Uh, Soph, the girl that we talked about yesterday who made the uh, Be Not Afraid video that we played a little bit of, that video was then banned from YouTube, not ours, but hers after the BuzzFeed hit piece. And that prompted me to do something, which we should, <clears throat> I'm telling people about now, I guess I, I tweeted it. I made, if you go to unsafespace.com, <coughs> there's now a section called uh, 451. In fact, here, I'll pull it up. So people can see it. Uh, where is my, where are my controls? Okay, so that is not on tastepit.com, but this will be. Let's see here. Apparently, the site's not even up anymore. Maybe uh, too many people are going to the video <laughs> killing our website. <coughs> well, forget that. I guess... Uh, Basically, you guys, we're going to have a place on the website where you can see banned videos. So if a video gets banned and it's something we've talked about or just something. There we go. There we know, go. We'll put it up there. You can check so, it out. Yeah. So there's a spot 451. Go there. It's the 451 archive. Obviously, it's a tribute to Fahrenheit 451. Um, and the first video is this, this video and you can watch the whole thing. I have the sound turned off right now, but you can watch the whole thing. Uh, on this on this site if you want to it links back to her youtube page but yeah so we're i think we're going to start that 
and um, see how it goes. The only thing I'm worried about, frankly, is if it <clears throat> if it's unpopular, no one will care, and that's fine. If it's popular, it might kill our bandwidth costs. <laughs> so we will see. We'll uh, see. Because, you know, I don't know if anyone noticed, but we don't make any money. I noticed. So <laughs> if it, um, if it's, it's a great possible. idea, though. It's like a library, making a library of banned things. I like Yeah, it. that's what I want. I want it to be a library of banned things. And if you've got ideas for what should be up there, if it's already banned from YouTube, it may be hard to find. So what I'm going to start doing, and I, I do this sometimes. Uh, all right. I've, I've done this, but I, I don't know where I put the video, so it was useless. But I have, like, downloaded stuff I thought might be banned. I'm going to go through my hard drive and see if I can find any of that stuff. But if you see something that you think ought to be, that might, might get banned, <clears throat> save it and, or send it to us and we'll save it. And if it gets banned, we'll put it up in the 451 archive. So yeah, I guess that was all a bunch of procedural stuff and I forgot the most important, please hit the subscribe button. Should we talk about something interesting to other people now rather than just- uh, Did you see Beto on The View? This is what I want to talk about. No. I didn't. Should we? Uh, should we look at Beto? Yeah. Can you can you pull it up? I've actually I haven't actually seen it. I read the transcript, and uh, but I would like to watch it. Always better uh, to see it than to read the transcript. <laughs> but you can uh, get a lot from the transcript. Beto on the View. So yeah, this I got like a five minute clip nineteen hours ago. This looks like it is probably right. Yeah. So he's he's essentially relaunching his campaign because it's going nowhere right now, which is kind of surprising to me. I thought he was going to be one of the, uh, one of the front runners, but I'm happy. I don't like the guy. Anyway, let's watch this. Well, so there's a couple different videos. I'm not sure which one to do. So let's, uh, I'll pull up one and we'll, we'll just start with this and see what happens. So you can tell me if this is the one you want. <clears throat> here we okay. go. So here he is. The Democratic Party has over 20 people who want to win the nomination. It looks like there's going to be a thousand more before we finally get to January. Um, Biden is sitting on top of the heap with over 40% of the vote. What's your plan to make inroads in his number, and do you think you can catch up? We're going to continue to travel to every part of this country. And in one town hall... I'm going to virtue signal my way to the... <laughs> I, can, I can already see it. I'm going to stand on every table and virtue signal my way to the nomination. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I'm going to keep using my... Obama cadence that people have taught me, the lessons <laughs> that I've taken. <laughs> He's back. All right, yeah, sorry, I didn't. Hall, one house party after another, engage with those voters who will decide these elections, but also listen to them to understand um, the true scope of these challenges and what the solutions to them are. Uh, so, can I just point something out? This is just a general politician thing. He realized he said nothing. Yeah, this actually, he is. He is uniquely skilled, though, Carter, in saying nothing. I like, I know all, a lot of po politicians do this. They talk and they're not saying anything. But he says, n <laughs> he says Obama a lot of words. Edit too. I know you might have had Obama colored glasses on at the time, but uh, yeah. I did have Obama glasses on and I didn't notice that. Yeah. All right, here we go. Sorry. Going to Iowa, for example, and being in a town like Pacific Junction, which was just flooded by the Missouri River, the greatest flooding we've seen as we've been keeping records. 
Missouri River, um, meeting the Sargent brothers who, who have a farm outside of Pacific Junction. Those fields are now lakes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the urgency in that community around climate change and its impacts to their lives, these trade wars that this president has entered us into. Mm-hmm. So that, okay, I'm sorry, I can't help it. Uh, I don't even want to get into a climate change debate, but the idea that there's lakes somewhere in the U.S. that only exist because of climate change is patently false <laughs> and stupid. Um, and by the way, on the subject of climate change, and another thing that you hate talking about, AOC, she ran around saying the world's going to end in 12 years due to climate change, and then when people called her on it, she was like, I was kidding. It's like, oh, so is your entire platform kidding? Because if you can just turn around and say you were kidding about anything at any time, why should we listen to you? I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm riled today. Go ahead. Do it. Uh, <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the best part. All right. Sorry. <laughs> they can't sell those soybeans to, to China because of the reciprocal tariffs. Um, I, I learned so much by being with them, by listening to them, by incorporating their stories in, into how I'm campaigning. So with, with months to go before the first caucus or, or the first primary, um, listening to people showing up everywhere uh, with 20 candidates. I mean, these elections might be decided in these various states by a thousand, a hundred, a dozen votes. So every single one of these conversations counts, and I'm going to continue to show up everywhere to ensure that we have them. So, so over the weekend, you said that you would like to have Stacey Abrams in your administration. She doesn't want to be vice president. We know that. She's been yeah. here. We like her. She's lovely and smart. Yeah. Um, so, but somebody, who else, one of the other uh, running uh, said they would have a, a, a woman on the ticket. Somebody else, not you. Would you have a Booker. woman on the ticket? Oh, Cory Booker. Yeah. A um, couple things. On, on Stacey Abrams, I was responding to a question about all these extraordinary women who, who are running for president right now, uh, a point with which I couldn't agree more. But I- Sorry, is he, does he not get laid? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, his wife... It, I don't know. <laughs> I have ideas about that marriage, but I don't like, I shouldn't comment on somebody's personal. I have no idea. But, right, okay. but I, I also just wanted to make the point, there are a number of women who aren't running, may run, including Stacey Abrams, who is a real hero to me. The grace with which she met that defeat on an unfair, unlevel playing field. With the secretary. Unfair, unlevel playing field what is he talking about all of that is true that doesn't make her a hero no she didn't rush into a burning building and save babies she lost a fucking election yeah but what's he talking about unfair unlevel yeah well since we're on since i'm just in a mood today you know she's a hero because she's a fat black woman who lost an election that's why she's a hero to the left they i mean she checks off like we've talked about a lot of the the boxes which makes her a high priestess what an insult to black people. Just... Well, and to women. That's I love the fact that they're talking about women like, yeah. you know, are you going to add a vagina to the ballot? Would you add one? Like, Well, as, you, as we <laughs> pointed out, Carrie, uh, being a woman, being a woman's not about having a vagina. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. Beethoven, this was his opportunity to stand up on the table at The View and say, I am a woman on the ballot. <laughs> Yes. 
perhaps rigging in, in part uh, that election. Her focus on democracy form, a new Voting Rights Act, uh, ensuring that every single vote counts in this country is inspiring stuff at a time that our democracy is so badly broken. Uh, if I were fortunate enough to be the nominee, um, it's, it's hard to imagine a scenario where I, I wouldn't be fortunate enough to also be able to run with one of these extraordinary women in our country, either a contender now for the nomination or someone who's, who's not currently yeah. contending. Very important that our government looks like the people of this country oh, reflects the women. genius they're of America. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Very yeah, important. Looks like. Yes. Yeah, that our government looks like. No, 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 no. I don't care what our government looks like. I care what our government does and how they represent me. Why has this become I, the. I really care how big it is. So you care how big I would it is. like the government to look thinner by the year and <laughs> just vanish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just. <sighs> it's the same argument we would say, like, well, we should have a king who looks good or a queen who looks Exactly. Good. It's about the appearances. It's basically saying appearance is what matters. Appearance is not what matters. It's not what matters. That's what matters to Beto, because that's, uh, apparently I hear he's good looking, but that's all he's got. Cause I, don't um, I don't think he's good looking. I think that's hilarious. It, was it Trudeau who did, uh, who was like. Sorry, I forgot about him. I had to laugh. He, Trudeau is in, the, he's from the same cuck factory as Beto. Um, yeah, I'm using the word cuck, but I can't find a better word for it. So. Oh, I, I don't mind using it. I did a post about this last night. It was somewhat controversial. Um, oh, read your post. Well, I basically said, you know, if you don't like the word cuck, like give me another, actually, I'm not, I'm not gonna, let me That's just read. Fine. I can't think of another one, which is why I'm using it, but yeah, okay. So uh, he's not, it's, it's, um, yeah, there's something, it's like a cuck plus an incel though. Cause he's like, I'm not even an incel, he's, he's like, he's really trying hard it's like the people who read the game and try and um, mimic the behavior of confident men to get women he's like yes. what are the magic words that i can get to have yes. you like me uh because i'm not inherently likable myself and i know that deep down so i need to virtue signal my way to being like trudeau's right, the same trudeau i think is the one who did trudeau was like oh i'm gonna make 50 percent of my cabinet women I, why? Again, it's about appearances. Right now, by just declaring their gender. Wait, what? Trump could do that right now by just declaring their gender. Fifty percent of you are women. Okay. Right. But no, no, no. Um, but my point is, it, it doesn't matter. Fifty percent of your cabinet is women. Who cares? You're focusing on the wrong things. You're talking about appearance. And I think, I think Trudeau. I mean, I use. The, here's what I said about the word "cut." Give me another word for an empty man with no self-respect who supplicates himself for popularity, money or a cheap sense of virtue, who kisses the ring, bends the knee, and lays down as a carpet for tyrants and thugs. And I'll use that word instead. Right. That's yeah, what I mean uh, when I use it. And I don't mean, someone pointed out to me, um, they were like, well, mostly when I see this word being used by white nationalists against people who are not white, white nationalists. And I'm like, that's not the way I'm using it. I just define how I'm using it. Just like red-pilled we were talking about yesterday, yeah. red-pilled means something different depending on who's using it. And that's why I like people to define it. But you know, just because some extremists use cuck in a way that I'm not using it doesn't mean I'm going to stop using it. And what, like, give seriously, give me a better word. No, it's, I, I can't, all that. I tried to think of a better word because I um, it just it is like used all over the place. But I can't, I can't come up with a better word. I haven't thought of one. So, uh, fuck it, it's a fine word. Um, but yeah, let's let's continue with our. Uh, 
I mean, we still haven't gotten to the best part. The fact that we're in a world where you have to go on the view uh, or you think you have to go on the view because you're running for president is a separate issue, but okay. Uh, um, depending on the poll, you're between five and 2%, depending on, on the poll. And there's 22 people running. At what point, if you continue in single digits, do you say to yourself, okay, my best uh, channeling of my energy and talent is to consolidate efforts and go back the front runner? Last week, there, there was a poll released on CNN, and it had every single Democratic contender in a head-to-head -head matchup with Donald Trump. Uh, my margin of victory was 10% in that poll, greater than any other candidate running. Uh, so I just come back to there's a lot of time. Those polls will change. There, there are ups. There are going to be downs. Um, and, and there are a lot of people to meet who should have the opportunity to ask questions of me just as you are doing today. Can I ask a quick question? Because I don't yeah. understand. Uh, why is the view turning on him? It seems like the view is like uh, the view women are, 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 have soft, softly turning on him. Right? I would expect them to be beta, beta's here, but they're not. They're like, why are you not, why not run? Here's my, here's my theory. Um, because he is a straight white man. And as we've talked about, the party has now been taken over by SJW ideology. So all of those things make him somewhat um, unlikable or dangerous for them to embrace too much. They, it makes it hard for people to embrace him, especially when he apologizes the way he has. Now, if he had, if he had from the very beginning refused to be beholden to SJW ideology, refused to apologize constantly, people innately will have more respect for him and they would not be treating him this way or that, you know, but I just, even if they don't want to admit it, they know he's a cuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they spent the last, like just, it was not that long ago. We, we can rewind. Like how fickle are these people? We can rewind just a few months and they were fawning over this guy in Texas. And now. Yeah. Like they, I guess this is what it's like to be, this kind of a, I'll put male in quotes, this kind of a man, you get, you know, you're, you're begging for scraps at the table. And as soon as a shinier object comes along, they're done with you. Uh, anyway. All right. Sorry. I'll, I keep interrupting because this is fascinating to me. I never watched it. No, go ahead. And I don't watch Beto. So, uh, all right, let's see. To, to make up their minds amidst an extraordinary <laughs> field, uh, of experience, of skill, of talent, all of whom want to bring this talent to bear on not just defeating Donald Trump, but bringing this deeply divided country together. So if I'm not the nominee to the spirit of your question, I will do everything in my power to get behind whoever she or he is to make them as successful as we possibly can. Hey, pause it, pause it, or, or Z. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I thought about that. He forgot the trans, but there's no, there are no trans people running. <laughs> Right, but he's just assuming that there won't be. Trans, they might go, they like, he might have the view audience back. <laughs> so he's got a, that should be, you should think about that as a campaign strategy, Beto. That's free advice for you. I've got a campaign slogan for him. If what? he did, if he did go that route, I'm with Zer. Yeah, I'm with Zer. That's an awesome one. <laughs> all right, all right, here we, here we go. We're going to make sure 
that one job is enough. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, so many people work in two and three jobs. On average in Texas, school teachers and public school educators yeah. have taken on a second and a third job because we're not paying them enough. So um, win that fight. We're gonna pause. I might actually edit this out. How much do you school teachers Texas make. So we edited the searching out. I did a quick, I looked up uh, how much teachers make in Texas. And I looked up what the best state in the US was for education, um, K through 12 education. The best state, according to whatever website I found, salary, no, wherever it is. They, they said Massachusetts was the best. So I looked up how much Massachusetts teachers make. Uh, on average, uh, Massachusetts teacher makes uh, 62000 $62. Now, there's a cost of living difference between Texas and Massachusetts, which uh, I found using a cost of living uh, adjustment calculator. So I looked up the Texas teacher's salary, I applied the cost of uh, living calculator to it, and arrived at a comparative salary, here's the rankings of schools, right at a comparative salary between Texas teachers and, and Massachusetts teachers, and Texas teachers make in Massachusetts dollars, so adjusted for cost of living, $83,949, which is substantially more, actually we can do some math on the fly, 62062, uh, so it's $21,000 more, which is 35% more than Massachusetts teachers make when adjusted for cost of living between Texas and Massachusetts. So the reason I wanted to quickly pause this is because I'm sick and tired of people saying that the problem with education is that it's not funded enough and we don't pay teachers enough. Uh, that is easily, you can debunk that by looking at other countries and how much we spend. You can debunk that by looking at how much states spend on, on teacher salaries and see the difference in rankings between states. So that is a it's an easy thing to say because it's intellectually lazy and people just like, and it's easy, it is an easy solution. I will pay more. I'm just going to print money and give it to teachers or tax people and give the money to teachers. But that's not going to solve the problem. And it's just important to point out how much of a farce that argument is. So now I will continue. I have to stop interrupting this carrier. We're never going to finish this show. So I apologize. Here we go for $15 an hour, ensure that there's paid family leave, mm. make childcare affordable, extend education to preschool universally, right, make right. sure healthcare is available as a right and not a function of luck, uh, ensure everyone can participate in a far more inclusive economy. That's, that's the answer. Wait, wait, that's not, that's not the, that's not even we have the to, no, we have to find the, the clip I want to see. so <laughs> be. We haven't always agreed with some of the aspects of your campaign, but if you want to be president, you know, you got to talk to everybody. So thank you for coming to the pause. Table. Pause. Um, this is the beginning. And yeah. this goes back to what you're saying before. He's there to kiss the ring. We haven't always agreed with some aspects of your campaign, but you know, if you want to be president, you have to come on the view and kiss our rings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, here we go. Absolutely. Uh, My yeah. honor. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And we talked about other candidates relaunching their ring kissed. My honor. Thank you so much. Campaigns. Is that kind of what's happening here? This is your relaunch today, maybe? So I've spent about 
eight weeks on the road, uh, 15 states, more than 150 town halls, meeting people where they are in their communities. Y no me importa si son republicanos, independientes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I'm offended that you did not speak Farsi. Uh, <laughs> there's some people in my community who speak Farsi. And uh, obviously, you're a bigoted racist. It's <laughs> Iranians. Cada persona es importante. Y por eso, we are showing up everywhere for mira, mira. everyone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and that, to me, was... Wait, I, I think he's trying to impress us. Just yeah. like, you yeah, know, well, I'm impressed. Yeah. I, I really want to make sure that this campaign is for everyone. Everyone in America, regardless of the differences. I think we're all sick of being divided of uh, a president tries to make us afraid and keep us apart. I want to make sure that we bring this- Pause. Sorry, <laughs> whenever Pause. a leftist says that, it's just the funniest thing in the world. What? I, whenever a leftist says, whenever a social justice warrior talks about uh, <laughs> not dividing people, it's- Well, that's what I was going to say is, it's very interesting to me. I hear this a lot <clears throat> where, I mean, Kamala Harris has been doing this a lot, where they talk about, um, division, fear, using the politics of fear to motivate people to vote. I say this as a lifelong Democrat, Democratic voter until this past November, they use fear. The entire 2016 election was about using fear and about they turning. Well, there's going to be lynchings. He's going to kill gays. White nationalists are around the corner. There's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that people on the right don't do that as well. I'm just saying that a lot of times people say things without hearing themselves. It's like they don't realize that they're projecting. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I, is about this division thing, right? The Other than the crazy identitarians like the Richard Spencer people, like other than the far right, which I think we can dismiss because I'm also going to dismiss the super far anti comment, right? The mainstream left, sorry, the mainstream center and right is about basically trying to be colorblind and treating people not as what member of what class they're in or what uh, ethnicity they're part of or what their gender is or what uh, uh, psychological <laughs> trauma they've suffered or what issues they have. They're just, they, they want to treat people more like individuals in general. On the left, they're all about dividing. That's their entire platform is based on how to divide people into groups and have them fight each other. That's, that's the philosophical underpinning of everything they're doing is dividing people into groups so they can fight each other. So it is rich for anyone on the left, any of these, Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke, Elizabeth Warren, any of these candidates, for them to, to with a straight face, say, it's, you know, Trump is about dividing the country and we'd like to unite the country. Like that is the biggest, most badass lie that you'll hear coming out of their mouths over and over again for this entire campaign. And you need to see through it. That is not what they're about. They are about dividing. That's the, that's the core of their philosophy is division. That's the core of SJW philosophy. And yes. that, is, that is what has taken over the Democratic Party, unfortunately. Yes. All right, do you want to keep going or was that the I do, part? we haven't gotten to the best part yet. Okay, sorry. Okay, we're almost there. Let's stop interrupting, I'll stop. No, 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 we can, we, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, we'll stop when we want. Here we go. So focusing on people where they are was critically important, but I can't tell you how many times I was asked to find a way to get on The View at one of those town hall meetings. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. 
So we showed up uh, in every one of the 254 counties of Texas. Didn't matter how rural or red, how big or blue, we were not gonna write you off and we were not going to take you for granted. And we were gonna show up with the courage of our convictions, talking about the things that are most important, ensuring everybody can see a doctor or be well enough to the live. The things that are most important. He says the things that are most important, but he didn't define what they are. He operates like whatever they are to him are, it's a, there's no controversy over what they could possibly be. And, uh, and he doesn't want to define them because if he starts defining what things are most important, I think he'd, uh, I think he'd have some, he'd struggle. I think he's about to, and I think I'm not going to agree with him. And okay. during that campaign, he, he consistently talked about stuff that was not important. That's why for the first time ever, I voted for a Republican. <laughs> My guess is not going to define him very well, but I haven't seen but, so I could be wrong. An economy where one job is enough, moving forward on immigration reform after 30 years of talking about it, and confronting climate before it is too late. And what I found is that the things that unite us are far stronger and greater than the things that divide us. And at the end of the day, though we did not win, we were down 2.6. Was that his list of things that are important? Yeah. Oh, I mean, they were, I mean, they were very vague, right? Climate. Is, I, I mean, I guess he kind of defined the list. But Climate, jobs, economy, healthcare, yeah, but I mean that, immigration reform. I mean, that's yeah, not a bad list. Defined but, a list, but it doesn't, well, but he said immigration reform. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Right? Like, what does that mean? So someone on the right, that means a wall, and it means, uh, you know, tighten, like, very strict immigration controls. To someone on the left, it means, you know, open up the borders and everyone's a citizen and can vote tomorrow. So immigration reform is a meaningless phrase. He's just saying immigration is an issue and whatever side you stand on it, I don't want to say anything on the view that's too clear because I want you to come away feeling I'm on your side. He's right? also on record as saying that he, he might support abolishing ICE. No, no, I get it. I get that yeah. he has specific you, no, no, I, no, I'm saying, my, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. My point is him saying immigration reform is up to interpretation right? based on what, you know, he believes right. that means. So. Like he'll mention climate change, but, you know, climate change isn't really controversial unless you get to talk like, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you want to do about it? Right. Um, what do you mean by that? Right. Or, you know, jobs like, okay, fine. But what does that mean? Because to someone on the right, jobs means get the government out of the fucking way. To someone on the left, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it means you know pay someone to dig a hole and fill it back up again by taxing someone who's actually being productive. So, like he's he's saying these are the things that are important, but he's not really saying positions. I guess he's just naming issues that are important, um, but he's not saying where he stands on them. I don't think I you know I, again I haven't seen this. I could be wrong. I don't think he wants to clearly articulate anything too detailed on the view because. He, he needs to just name things that get people emotionally excited and leave them with a sense of him caring about those things. And they'll assume that he cares in the same way they do. Where, where do you stand on Beto or? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, you know, I set you up for on his windpipe. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I'm not funny enough on his windpipe. 
You know what? I'm too, the non-aggression principle is too ingrained in me, Carrie. <laughs> it doesn't even occur to me to initiate force, even against Pedro. That's actually a Michael Buble joke that I heard. Where do you stand on Michael Buble on his windpipe? Uh, windpipe. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's a good one. All right. Um, wait, 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 we, we might have to edit some of that because I really got to get to the, the best part, which is still to come. I think it's like right after this. Okay, here we go. Did a Vanity Fair cover to announce your campaign, and you said you were, quote, born to be in it. You went across the country alone on a road trip after you lost your election, and you said you, quote, sometimes help raise your kids. These are things in my mind that a female candidate wouldn't be able to get away with. Do you think you can get away with more because you're a man? And do you have any regrets about launching on the cover of Vanity Fair? I see why you want to hear this answer, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> get ready for the do you have any regrets the about being, man? here we go how dare you be on the cover of our magazine you're right um, there are things that I have been privileged to do in my life that, that others cannot um, and, and I think the more that I travel and listen to people and learn from them the clearer that comes becomes to me um, when women in this country are, are paid 80 cents on the dollar that a man makes African-American women, 61 cents left. When is that, Beto? When, when is that? Yeah. This when you have 10 times the wealth in white America than you do in black America, when you have the largest prison population on the face of the planet, and it's disproportionately comprised of people of color, uh, the systematic foundational discrimination that we have in this country in, in every aspect of life is something that I have not experienced in my lifetime. And I've had advantages that others could not enjoy. So being aware of that um, and then doing everything in my power to help correct that, working with others, ratifying the Equal Rights Amendment, for example, so that it is beyond the shadow of a doubt that, that women will be treated equally in this country. Um, staring in the face the legacy of, of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow and continued suppression in our economy, in our democracy, in our system of justice, it's the only way that you begin the work of repair and stop visiting those injustices on the generations that follow. So yes, we have our work cut out for us in this country. I have my work cut out for me to, to be a better person and ensure that I'm more mindful uh, to the experiences that others have had different than the experiences so that I've had. Things, you're you the Vanity Fair cover. Are those mistakes? Would you say those are mistakes, being on the cover of Vanity Fair? Yeah, so, so Megan- It looks elitist, what? What's yeah, yeah, I, I think it, it reinforces that, that perception of privilege. And that headline that said I was, I was born to, mm -hmm. to be in this, I, in the article, was attempting to say that, that I felt that my calling was in public service. No one is born to be president of the United States of America, wow. uh, least of all me. Um, so, so, um, yeah, what about I, the part-time dad thing. Yeah. So, so okay. Okay. I think that that's like, that's enough. I, at least for me to talk about what I, this for me is like just a, a continued apology tour that he's on. This is just constant cucking for lack of a better word. This is him groveling, um, talking about privilege. I mean, he's a sub like in the, in the kink community. This would just be, he's just a sub. He's, he's a subbing sub. all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Like he's in subspace this whole time. Right? Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like Whoopi Goldberg could stand up and be like, lick my boot. And he'd be like, okay. I love the way he, um, he's like staring in the face of 
and I'm just going to list a bunch of historic injustices now <laughs> that have nothing to do with anything I'm talking about, right. but I'm we're, privileged. We're going to face what this country was founded on, the backs of slavery. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the bit, like, human history is founded on slave. Like, humans throughout history had slaves. White humans, black humans, Muslim humans, Christian humans, Jewish humans. People had slaves all around the world for all of human history. This country was founded on the concept of individual rights, and it wasn't perfect, and there were racist slave owners who were involved in the founding of the country, but we fought a war. Uh, I don't know if you remember, there was a war about that. And the people who were the, on the side of individual rights and uh, equality of the races and basically treating people as, as individuals and, and the, the ideology behind the Enlightenment, which is the foundation of America, uh, they ended up winning this war. And all those, those Jim Crow laws and all the racist uh, laws that you're talking about, those were the Democrats who really didn't want the, the former slaves to vote or to own property or to participate in society. And, you know, go talk to Maj Touré, who we interviewed uh, last week. They just continued that with uh, drug laws and gun laws, gun laws being a, a great example of racism. But look, he doesn't... Uh, he doesn't care about any of this shit. And if you cared about, if you cared about this, you would ask yourself, well, why, why was the black family in America better off 50 years ago than they are today? What's happened? Because slavery, it, we're farther removed from slavery now than we were. So what changed? It's not like slavery didn't change. That still happened a couple hundred years ago. Something else changed. And oh, by the way, it was the leftists that changed. Right? It was like... It was your policies. That's what, that's what changed. Um, I'm starting to kind of wake up to that. So I, I, um, environments are the new plantation. So sorry. Go, what were you? Well, okay. He's talking about privilege and we, we've talked about this before. I mean, everyone, every individual is privileged in some ways and marginalized in others. That's just a fact. But when pe when these people talk about and virtue signal about their privilege, they never get to the heart of what that, what their real privilege was, which in his case, um, he, he came up from a pretty wealthy family. His dad was a politician. He had connections. His father-in-law is a billionaire. Right. It's usually, <laughs> usually the privilege is usually money. Yeah. But then they try to make it about, they try to indict guilt for all these other identity markers for everyone who shares those identity markers. And it just doesn't, it doesn't hold water. It doesn't make any sense. You can't apply that universally to every man. We've you talked about every Peggy McIntosh and her, her knapsack concept. It's like, I'm a trust fund baby and I realize that I have privilege and it must be because I'm white or a woman or whatever. It's like, no, no. No, a man. You have privilege because you have a bank account that started off with non-zero numbers in it that were, you know, with many digits. <laughs> that's, that's privilege. And that is privilege, right? It and is. I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything uh, we should like, do like I don't think there's anything we should do about that. That's you know, uh, me either. Becoming wealthy is being allowed to pass your hard-earned money and and earned respect and quote privilege onto your next generation. And don't worry uh, if they're all a bunch of Beto O'Rourke's, they'll squander it within a couple generations and be poor again. That happens, right? So like you know, 
yeah, there's going to be some imbalance for because some kids are going to be born as trust fund babies. Some kids are going to be born without legs. Like things happen. Nature doesn't treat everyone equally. Uh, so the idea that you have to feel guilty for like, do you feel guilty that you have eyesight and you can hear and you have all your limbs and you weren't born with leukemia or you don't have uh, any other, you know, degenerative autoimmune disease? Like, are, should you feel privileged about all of that? Because you can find the most miserable individual on the planet and feel privileged for everything that they have wrong that you have right, if you really want to, you know, and, and the view, you know, I'm sure these women on the view all think he's more privileged than they are because he's a man, because he's got something different dangling between his legs, right? But the, the truth is, these women on The View are in, I, and they may have earned it, I'm not saying that they're privileged, like they weren't necessarily handed it, I don't know their backgrounds, but you know, let's just assume they all worked out of abject poverty, poverty and worked their way up to this, but they're in a power position, and their kids are privileged, and you know anyone that they deem worthy of being in their circle is privileged right? That's just how privilege works. It's not. And in this scenario, until and unless he's president, let's not get this twisted. They have the most power. That's why he's there. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like like currently these women have more power than him. That's why he's there to kiss their ring. Right. Which he did a great job. And he really kissed it at the beginning. and he, they, I mean, those, he was like, oh, people, people keep telling me I should be on The View. I'm like, yeah, they sent interns to keep telling you that you should be on The View. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, Carrie, okay. this, this was a hell of an episode. I don't know. that. I mean, we can't talk about anything else because it's going to be long as it is. But uh, damn. Yeah. What, what else do you want to say about your beloved Beto O'Rourke? Oh, my gosh. Just, uh, yeah, I... Uh... I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be an entertaining campaign. Just let me say that. I'm glad he hasn't pulled out yet because this is going to be fun to watch him grovel and apologize constantly to, and, and the thing about apologizing to ideologues, to SJWs is it doesn't work. It's like they haven't figured this out yet. The more you apologize, the more they expect apologies. You have to keep doing it. You have to keep doubling down. It's not like you can, say, I'm sorry for X, Y, Z. They basically, Megan McCain started that question with, um, hey, you did all these things that I don't think a woman would get away with while she's not, quote, letting him get away with it because he's a man. Don't you? It's like, it's like a woman wouldn't get away with doing these things. It's like, but I'm not going to let you get away with it. It's annoying because I assume that his relationship with his wife is consensual and that they're both adults, and that they have come up with a division of labor that includes less hands-on parenting from him and more hands-on parenting from her, and that's no one's fucking business. And maybe it's because he's a guy, but you know, he can't give birth because he's a guy. So they start off in like possibly different predisposed areas of expertise, or at least areas of even desire for what they want to spend their time doing. So the idea that he needs to apologize for that is pretty stupid. He did. And by the way, he did. He made a joke about how sometimes I help raise the kids. That's a joke. And not only is it a joke, it's a joke at his expense. He's basically elevating his wife there and saying, he's saying, my wife does the majority of the child rearing. That is a compliment for his wife. And it is a joke. They made him apologize for that. They said it was sexist and that he had to apologize for saying that he sometimes helps take care of the kids. 
Like that's, and he did, he apologized because he is a beta and he's a cook. <laughs> What's that apology look like? Is it like, I, okay, I don't sometimes raise the kids. I don't know. Exactly. Um, by the way, uh, this just reminds me of this book. Um, there's this book by Vox Day, who I have mixed feelings about, but it's called SJWs Always Lie. And it's a great book, but in it, they talk about exactly what you're saying, which is never, I think, I think Vox is, I don't know if this is exactly his rule, but it's never, ever, 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 ever apologize to the mob. Never, ever apologize. Um, because like you're saying, once you start, they, that's not what they want. They like, it's a, apologizing to the mob is a way of signaling that you're the submissive in a dominant submissive relationship. And that's like, that's it. Once you've, now you're just saying, okay, uh, I'm a sub. What should I do next? It's um, exactly what it is. Make you apologize for, for praising your wife by raising her, the kids, right? They'll make you apologize for jokes that are at your own expense that, that praise your wife. So it's like a dog rolling over and showing his belly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All right. Well, this was a long, awesome episode, Carrie. We should end it here. Um, hi, everyone. Bye, everyone. Please Thanks subscribe. for sticking around. Yeah. Sorry it's so long, but, you know, so what? See you tomorrow. Bye, oh, we're not going to announce who we have tomorrow. But no. we have Deprogrammed tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow on Deprogrammed and for Daily Coffee.